0: Welcome to the Dental CEO Show. I'm Dr. Sam Garr. And I'm Samantha Leonard. And we are the co-founders of Stream Dental HR. We started the show to talk about everything they didn't teach us in dental school, about running a business, managing a team, and being a leader.
1: And as the CEO and office managers, it's your responsibility to hire the right people, onboard and integrate them with the right systems, motivate, engage, and lead them to success.
0: With our experience owning, managing and operating six multimillion dollar practices, we learned a thing or two on what not to do and eventually what our secret formula for success was. And it all boiled down to people and processes. That's what brought us lots of profit and success.
1: Join us as we dive into everything from hiring, leadership, communication, systems, scaling, and HR. The most fundamental pieces to turn your practice from survival mode into growth mode. Welcome back to another episode of The Dental CEO Show, a show that's dedicated to talking about HR topics and trends and different things that can help when it comes to your business, growth strategies, and leadership. Today's topic is a topic that we hear um, not too often in our industry, uh, a discussion when it comes to diversity of choice, diversity of opinions, and I know when it comes to diversity and even hearing that word, I know for myself, it makes me a little bit nervous of what is to come next and the topics and the conversations, because we're maybe afraid of saying the wrong things. So let's dive deep into this conversation um, with our HR strategist, Olivia, and we'll talk about diversity in the workplace and really find ways to promote and acknowledge it in the right way. So thanks for joining us, Olivia, in this conversation. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah. Well, why don't we start off with just really understanding like what is diversity? I know it's a, it's a common word. We, we're hearing it a lot right now, but sometimes when I hear it, I'm like, what? There's just so much under that umbrella that I'm like, what does that even mean? So what, why,
2: exactly. don't we, why don't we start off with that? Yeah, it is so broad and that's what makes diversity such an interesting concept that we really need to be cognizant of in the workplace. But to to think of it in very simple terms, um, just very basic terms here, it's all about empowering people by respecting and appreciating what makes them different. So whether this is diversity that you can see, so things like race, ethnicity, their age, um, maybe their cultural identity or their gender identity, Or it could be diversity that you can't see. And that can be things like religion, like you said, diversity of choice, diversity of opinions, and even neurodiversity. So there's different ways that we can utilize diversity in the workplace as like you said a lot of employers are really afraid of the concept usually because we just don't want to say the wrong thing. We don't want to hurt our staff, you know, we're we're tiptoeing around the subject instead of really leaning into it and seeing how it can be both a benefit to your organization as well as a benefit to your team members because if you're feeling like you're tiptoeing around the subject, then they're going to feel like they need to as well. So that's not going to help anybody in this in this concept. Everybody is going to need to lean in to really have those major benefits that you can create for your organization.
1: That's a good point because, you know, sometimes, especially we're seeing this a lot happen right now when it comes to the choice of whether we're going to get vaccinated or not. And mm-hmm. right now, a lot of those conversations can get heated. It's very sensitive. Everybody's opinion you know, is can differ, but there's just so much emotions that are behind it. And not only mm-hmm. being able to see, okay, how do we lean in and have this conversation, whether that's with a patient or whether that's with an employee, but how do we make sure that we're handling that properly? We're not shutting the door so they don't want to speak about that and, and just- you know, it's just that spiral effect that I know in my mind, I'm instantly trying to run away because, uh, you know, me, I'm very conflict
2: diverse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think, Well, that are in that same boat, just because you're right, it is totally uncomfortable. It's not a comfortable situation to be in when you're having a debate with someone on a difference of opinion. But at the end of the day, we all need to remember that we are entitled to our own opinions. We are entitled to make different choices. That's we live in a free country. That's what we're allowed to do, but that we need to be respectful in the process. So it's when these debates or these conversations get into the realm of being disrespectful. That's when things really start to get. We come into this from a you know you make your choices i make my choices and i'm okay with them being different for both of us then that's where we can kind of create that mutual benefit and that that mutual just understanding that we're we can totally coexist but we can operate in different ways but we might just need to get a little bit more creative on how that's going to look like if we're thinking about specifically like vaccinations in the workplace so if we're mandating it well then we're going to provide our employees that aren't willing to get vaccinated with their severance that they're due for term cause in this case, that's the mutual respect there is that, you know, I've made this choice. These are my consequences. I'm going to, I'm going to lean into it. I'm going to have to pay out my team members that aren't willing to get vaccinated. That's that understanding that not trying to get away with anything, not trying to put anybody at a disadvantage. That's where things are really going to get hairy. And that's what we want to avoid. So basically it comes down to mutual respect as per everything within the office. (laughs) Yeah,
1: definitely. And there's a a few things that you had mentioned when you were talking about what diversity consists of. And some of the things that um, you were mentioning are some things that we can't see. Mm -hmm. So how do we lean into that when we're, you know, not a mind reader, you know, don't have our magic goggles on that can see x-ray vision, what have you. So what can we do about that?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. So it really comes down to what sort of invisible diversity pieces we're thinking about. So one really common one is neurodiversity. That's coming up a lot more in the workplace where we're seeing people with different, uh, capabilities or mental capabilities, or, you know, we're we're trying to get away from saying disabilities because not everything is a disability. It's not always a disadvantage. Um, There can be some advantages to some different ways of of brain operations, really. You know, we see some people that are on the autism spectrum that are absolutely brilliant at certain things that they're doing in the workplace, and they can be absolutely phenomenal in certain roles. Um, But there might also be some issues that they have. Uh, they might have some troubles with different things. So leaning into that sort of aspect of it, understanding that it's it's a two-sided coin and there's not always benefits. There is going to be some disadvantages too, but we just need to learn how to operate around them and respect and appreciate these, uh, these individuals that are expressing that, you know, maybe they, they are on the spectrum or they have other forms of neurodiversity, things like OCD, um, even stress, anxiety, those are all different sort of pieces of neurodiversity that we need to be thinking about. Um, also other individual are invisible diversity seeing you know, differences in religion. That's not something that you can see just by looking at someone, right? So it, that goes along the same lines of diversity of choice and diversity of opinions, where it all comes down to just having an open, transparent, good conversation with people, having a culture of trust where your employees feel like they can express these things and that they don't need to be hidden. They don't need to feel like they're going to be at a disadvantage in the workplace because of something that they're doing. So basically, again, it all just comes down to that mutual respect. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of great points there that like you were saying,
1: just being able to, um, you know, understand one another, be able to help, you know, those feel safe where they can come and have those conversations and open up about those, um, you know, invisible diversities, um, that may exist in their life on, on and then how do we support one another in that aspect? So I guess that next piece that all what you always hear about right now is diversity and equality. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, for example, if there was, you know, obviously there there is a diversity in, in every single workplace. Um, so how do we kind of balance that out? How do we make sure that we're supporting our team, we're supporting our business
2: at the same time? Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, diversity and inclusion and equality; these are things that we've been hearing about. They're they're not new terms. They've been around forever. Um, but something that is getting expressed a bit more is the difference between equality and equity. In the workplace. So to break it down, equality is basically providing everybody with the same sort of circumstances to operate within versus equity is more of a fair and respectful treatment to all people through different creation of opportunities, through reduction of disparities or reduction of barriers in different opportunities so that you can create different outcomes for diverse communities. So the, you know, in putting this in in words that we might see actually happen in a dental think about you know if you offer your team some training that they would have to go to on the weekend so let's say they're going to a course on the weekend you're the employer you're going to pay for everybody to take that course that's all great you know everything is equal everybody got the same payment for the course they're not paying for the course equality however that's not always the the best situation here because we need to think about now equity in the workplace. So equity in this case would be about determining who needs help with potentially organizing and paying for childcare or elder care, or if they need to travel to this course on the weekend, maybe they don't have a vehicle. um, And then figuring out what sort of assistance needs to be provided to those team members because equity requires us to actually look at the individual circumstances of each and every person involved in the situation And then from there giving everyone an equal playing field. So if you think about it that way, yes, you've paid for the course for everybody, but Susie now has to fork out $400 in childcare that Sally doesn't because she doesn't have kids. Like those are the things that we need to think about. Is this truly Equitable across everybody, or is it simply just equal? So, there are some pros and cons there, and that's where you might start to see some resistance from your team members as well. In the sense that, you know, your team members that, that don't have any dependents or they live right by the training, it's super easy and convenient for them, they might be all for it, and that might create some dissonance with the team members that this is feeling like a burden to them. They maybe see the benefit of taking the course. At the end of the day, they still have to organize X, Y, and Z before they can even make it happen. So in that case, that's where we really want to see, you know, taking into account these individual circumstances of each and every one of your people involved in the situation, that's what's going to help you create that equitable playing field. Um, but I know equity is still a concept that we're still trying to figure out more in, in the workplace. So if you if you do a Google search of, I think a, you call it like an equity diagram or a picture of equity, um, you'll see this really cute picture that's been uh, passed around for a very long time. And it's got three people standing in front of a, a fence. At a baseball game. Now the first person, they're just standing there. They can see over the fence. Good to go. Second person, they're a little bit too short, you know, maybe, maybe a foot too short and they can't quite see over the fence. Third person is really struggling. They're, they're never going to be able to see over the fence at, at this rate here. So then we think about, okay, what if we had three step stools that are each, you know, a foot high, we give the first person a step stool. Now they can really see. They're like way above the fence. Second person, yeah, they're comfortable. They're good to go. Third person, they still can't quite see over the fence. Now we take those boxes or those step stools and we stack them differently. So we're gonna take those three. We're gonna see. Okay, first person, they can see over the fence just fine. They they don't need it. Second person, yeah, one was helpful for them. Third person, we're going to give them two step stools or two boxes that they can now see over the fence. We've now created a situation where all three of these people can see over the fence. They can experience the baseball game. Now, the distribution of the resources, these boxes, is not equal. So equality, again, we're giving each of them one of them. It's not going to fix the problem here, Um, but if we're distributing our resources differently, then we can create a an equitable situation where more people can be involved and be happy about the process versus you know people feeling like they're left out or that they're at a disadvantage here. So definitely check out that image. Go on Google search. Um, It helps to summarize this whole concept in a very simple infographic.
1: Well, even you just explaining it, I was able to visualize it in my mind and see um, you know really how that uh, word picture can really show the difference between equality and equity. Um, so I know you kind of gave an example of how a practice can really apply this in, in their business, but um, what are some benefits to business owners when they are you know looking for, either opportunities for applying diversity in the workplace and, and uh, you know, finding different tools and resources to support their team um, and really help them kind of create these brand ambassadors to help grow the business. Like what's, what's the win-win in this situation? Why should practice owners
2: kind of pay attention to this right now? Yeah, absolutely. The, the benefits that come from diversity of thought in the workplace are Astronomical, And they, they spiral too in, in the positive direction. <laughs> so if you're thinking about it very simply, like you're starting off with diversity of thought, which is essentially having a variety of different perspectives in your workplace. Now this is going to lead to different situations where you can innovate at higher and faster cap- capabilities and you can increase your creativity simply by having different perspectives. When you have higher innovation and and a higher creativity, you're going to be able to solve problems faster and you're going to be able to make better decisions simply because you're you're coming into the situation with more information from different perspectives, different learned experiences, different... These are all things that your, your patients, they're going to be a very diverse bunch too. So having a diverse staff is going to be able to support a diverse patient load from there. When you have better decision-making and better problem solving, you're going to see reductions in employee turnover because your organizational culture is going to improve so much more. And that's going to lead to your, you know, higher employee engagement, uh, better reputation, uh, people are going to want to work for you. So when we're dealing with this crazy, you know, impossibility employees for the office, when your team members say, I love working where I love, that's going to spread like wildfire. So it's going to help with your hiring process. And then at the end of the day, having all of these pieces work together, it's going to increase your profits. So it's definitely not a linear, you know, A plus B equals C sort of equation here. It is exponential. It is, you know, it's crazy how all of these things sort of come together to actually create this situation and this circumstance where your, your organization can really thrive. Um, but and you can't do that without having diversity in the workplace, especially at this point in time in our workplace climate, in the way that our, that our entire globe is operating right now, uh, to, to operate in non-diverse ways is, is, you know, decades and decades past, it's not going to get you anywhere. And it's actually going to be harmful to your business at this point.
1: Well, I definitely agree with the benefits in terms of just, you know, the, the team members being able to just have this cohesive um, environment where they feel heard, seen, appreciated and feel safe. Um, and then it just turns around and it just helps the business grow by leaps and bounds. So what can a practice owner who maybe is hearing this podcast for the first time and saying, you know what, I, I want to start putting these pieces in motion into my business. What are some simple steps that they can start doing? Maybe conversations, trainings, what would, what, what
2: would be the next step here? Yeah, so absolutely. The very first step before even discussing this with your team members is to do a bit of a deep dive to your own internal biases, thinking about where your barriers are to understanding what diversity is, thinking about acknowledging your own privilege in the situation, coming into it with a beginner's mindset is going to really help you throughout all of this. Um, If you you go in, you know, guns a blazing, okay, you know, this is how we're going to go team. It might come off as insincere. And that's definitely something that we really want to avoid in this situation. Um, So you're gonna need to do a deep dive, reflection, see where you're at personally, because diversity and our engagement with it and our understanding of it and our comfortability with it is also a very personal process. So someone that, you know, has been working on this and breaking down their own barriers and their own biases for many, many years is going to be at a different phase in the game than someone who this is, this is a new concept to them that, you know, as long as we're acknowledging that we have that beginner's mindset, we want to learn from our team members so that we can all have some great mutual benefits that come from this. That's going to be the very first step one before we do anything else. Wow. That is great, great
1: advice and recommendations. And I think you opened up many people's eyes in this and being able to see the value that this can bring to both your culture and your business, um, but also to your patients and that experience that they have when they come into the practice. Um, Before we jump off, is there any other, any other advice
2: that you would like to give practice owners when it comes to this topic? Yeah, like I, I think the the biggest thing is just always having having an open mind, knowing that it's okay to be a beginner in this whole this whole process because we're all learning. It's changing, it's adapting. This is not a solid construct that it's not like math. You can't learn you can't learn diversity like you can a math equation because it it changes over time. It adjusts over time based on the the climate that we're living in. So it's one of those things that we need to learn and appreciate that diversity is not solid construct that is going to remain in place forever. It's it's going to change and we need to be open and appreciative of what the benefits as well as the challenges are towards those changes and lean into it and and be able to say, you know, what this is, this is just a, a part of operating nowadays. I'm going to fully immerse myself in it because I see the benefit not just for my team members but also for myself in becoming a, a more diverse employer and being more comfortable in the subject and knowing okay to feel uncomfortable. I think that's probably the biggest takeaway for business owners. I know you and I were talking before we started the recording today about like, okay, this is this is a this is a topic that's a little bit tough to talk about because we don't want to come off insincere. I know. I'm I'm a total beginner in this. I will acknowledge that. It can be 50 years from now and I'm still going to say that I'm a beginner in all of this because that's very much how I believe that this should be approached. Um, but yeah, it's it's a nerve-wracking topic. It's, it's something that takes a, a bit of bravery and some self-exploration to really feel that you can be vulnerable enough to have these conversations. So don't be, don't be afraid of it that's, it's always going to be scary. <laughs> Lean
1: into fear, right? Exactly. No. It's,
2: it's respect is what it is, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So no, thank you so much. That was a very, very great conversation. And I know we're going to have much, much more of that. And even including some of our, uh, our trainings in our occupational health and safety training center regarding this, this topic and how we can apply this into our, our business. So thanks so much, Olivia, for your time and for this great fireside chat on diversity in the workplace. And uh, if there's any questions or something that you guys want to start implementing this within your business, contact Stream Dental HR, and we are excited to help you. Thanks so much. Thanks.
0: Thank you for joining us on this episode. Join us on our next episode for more great conversations, strategies, and inspirations to help you grow and scale your team and business.
1: If you love our show, make sure to leave a review, share it with your fellow dental friends, and remember to follow us and join our email list at streamdentalhr.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn,
0: YouTube, and even TikTok. See you next time.